These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest people I know. Hello world, and welcome to this very special digital edition of the Funniest People I Know podcast. My name is Will Amato. The Funniest People I Know are remote. We are working from home. We're not in the (laughs) studio because they wouldn't let us come in for obvious reasons. TJ, are you on the line? Yes, hello. I'm here reporting live (laughs) from inside my closet. You're not live. Oh, (laughs) right. It's all good. I am in a closet, no big deal. It's like throwback Monday in here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I like that. Let's start throwback Monday. I only go back in the closet for y'all. Thank you, TJ. We're glad to have you back, my friend. George, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. I'm on the sunroom of the house in the mountains. It's actually kind of nice. I'm in the woods. It's raining. I've got a glass of wine. I'm set to be funny. We are not allowed to drink wine in studio, so it's kind of better. But it's Dang, not. that is not true. George speaks of himself. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I am not a team player. I like to drink wine. <laughs> wine is awesome, just in general. <laughs> George's yeah, background is probably the most beautiful of all of ours. These gorgeous, huge windows and trees, and it's just, you look like you're truly in your element. That's really nice here. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Your background is all of your shirts and jackets in your closet. Yes. As you can see, (laughs) I currently have my spring collection out and ready. I really like that black blazer. Oh, yeah. Thanks. (laughs) I wear for special occasions, which are not happening anymore. So it is just chilling. (laughs) I have had the urge to Marie Kondo a few things. Except I don't know that anyone wants to touch my used items. Yeah, I don't think this is the time for a yard sale. Uh-uh. Speaking nope. of yard sale, Alexandria Sweat is on the line. I am. Was that shade? Is that is that how shade works in your world, Will? <laughs> I'm making it through, you know. Uh, I'm a little jealous because I have to do this via phone, and I can't do a cool Skype because Today, I think my internet is just over it. I think, like, COVID-19 has hit my internet connection. She's tired, my internet connection. So I'm not getting to see the cool background and getting to see George live his best life with his glass of wine and TJ's (laughs) awesome blazer. Folks, we're all healthy. We have been engaged in the social distancing, but we're still here for you. And our plan is to continue every week with a brand new episode. Rock on. I am at home. I've been mostly working from home. They haven't closed my office yet, but Lily and I and our new dog, Big Daddy, have been kicking it in Purpleton. I was going to say, hey, Big Daddy, but then it just (laughs) felt weird. Hello. (laughs) Big Daddy is a 116-pound mastiff that we found on the side of the road that now lives in my house. You have a big enough house for a big mastiff. I think you're good. 
That's true. My house is also wooded, so it's actually been kind of great spending uh, all this time at home. Also, I was freelance for a lot of years, and I've heard a lot of folks that work from home say that, oh, my daily life is what most people are now considering a quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. this for years before I opened the restaurants. I freelanced for like 10 years. Me too. Wow. This doesn't feel, you know, that much different. In fact, having to go to my corporate job is what's been feeling weird over the last year. That's what's been going on here. <laughs> TJ, what have you been doing through this quarantine? How are you coping? I am working from home, as everybody else is, and I get random calls from the office making sure I'm still working, which I am. It's different, but I am productive. They don't have to worry about it. I find that I'm actually more productive from home. So really, the real travesty Uh, uh of the whole thing is how much work I'm getting done. (laughs) Right? I feel like I'm supposed to be doing less work or I'm supposed to be less checked in. And I feel like I've tuned in more to things and I'm able to respond to messages and I feel more connected. I've actually had to rename this time for myself. Um, At least in my world, I'm calling it the Corona Connection. I don't know if that's going to catch on anywhere, but, you know, I'm (laughs) just throwing it out there. What's the Corona Connection? You know, the Corona Connection is this sense of reconnecting with people, places and things, food. I'm reconnecting with lots of things, messages. I'm able to respond back. I let a lot of text messages sit because I just get overwhelmed with work or reading other messages and I'm responding back to stuff. You know, I'm connected, Corona Connection. Well, we're all coping in our different ways, and I'm glad to hear that you all are doing okay. Well, that's what we've been doing, folks, and we'd love to hear from you. So hit us up at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. We've been posting a lot more online lately because we've had the time. So check out our Facebook page. Check out our Twitter. Check out our IG. Uh, I don't think we have a TikTok, but my sister has spent her quarantine what can only be described as puppy abuse on TikTok, making her wiener dog oh. dance. <laughs> I hope it's not puppy abuse. Right. is going to show up at Katie's house. Well, I had to send her a text and say that Slink from Toy Story is not a real dog. They don't send. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Oh my god! Wait, what is she doing with her puppies? She's holding them up and making them dance in these funny little TikTok movies. I'll see if I can find my favorite and put it on our Facebook page. <laughs> Allegedly, TikTok is a Chinese spy app that's trying to steal our facial data. I heard it was Russia. That's what I've heard, that China owns it, and if you work for the government, you're not allowed to have TikTok. That makes sense. I think they're capturing a lot of very bougie wiener dog imagery. (laughs) (laughs) The Chinese will have nothing to do with that. You know when I knew this thing was serious? My sister works for the mouse in Orlando. When they shut down Disney, that's when I went, oh, okay, this is kind of serious. Mine was all the schools in Japan. Oh, they're showing all the schools in Japan and the Louvre. Those seem to be important things. I guess this is for real. Well, I want to talk about what we're doing in Georgia. We have set up in the great state of Georgia, where we all live, a special quarantine station at a rural spot 50 miles east of Atlanta called Hard Labor Creek State Park. No. Yeah. The park is evidently beautiful. It has four and a half stars on TripAdvisor. 
the park was the filming location for Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. Oh, I can see that. Which seems perfect for a pandemic spot. And also, the park <laughs> offers senior citizen discounts, which is especially helpful for future quarantine patients. <laughs> oh, hey. I'm really proud that in Georgia we're preparing to fight the virus the only way we know how, with a trailer park. Oh, damn. We've essentially taken part of a state park where you can go camping and set up a bunch of trailers where we're just going to stick people when they get sick. The first patient is already there. He is a redneck cliche Larry the Cable Guy impersonator named Joey Camp. Joey doesn't know for sure where he got the virus. This is 100% true. He oh either got God. it at the Waffle House, where he works as a fry cook, or his weekend oh, job wow. in Georgia, where he drives a party bus. I bet you it was the party bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm no epidemiologist, but I go with party bus. It was definitely the strippers pole dancing on the party bus. It wasn't the fries. <laughs> Not at all. If anything's going to be airborne, it's going to be on a party bus, let me tell you. And I feel like everything that lives in Waffle House would have fought off the coronavirus, too. (laughs) (laughs) Waffle House is typically safe during natural disasters, right? They don't close during a hurricane or tornadoes, any of that stuff. It's an indicator. The Red Cross, if a Waffle House closes, they know things are serious. So they check in with the Waffle House area. They also probably don't know what's going on either. Like, I don't think anyone tells them. (laughs) I have a friend who does maintenance for Waffle House, and this week he had to go and put locks on the doors for the first time ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Well, Joey Camp was the first patient quarantined there, and he live-streamed an online video of the trailer park and what it looks like. You might assume that these are special trailers outfitted with medical equipment, the latest and greatest respirators. But this is Georgia, so they're not. They are recreational trailers that a retiree would likely use on, let's say, a week-long vacation at a campground. The local paper, the AJC, showed a live stream of a reporter talking to Joey. And Joey pans the camera around and shows us what the inside of the trailer looks like. Which is in no way spectacular because it's not even a new fancy trailer. It looks like Mm -hmm. that old fifth wheel in your neighbor's backyard that maybe you played in as a kid. (laughs) Is it like the trailer Breaking Bad that Walt Whitman cooks all his meth in? (laughs) Is it that type of trailer? Correct. Walt Whitman, the poet and meth. (laughs) What was his name on Breaking Bad? Wasn't he based off of Walt Whitman? Walter White. White. There we go. That's why you didn't remember it. Exactly. Can you find out if Walter White was in any way based on Walt Whitman for us? Because now I'd really love to know. (laughs) I will do the research because A Secret Life, we'll have to dive into this in another segment, but I am a TV nerd, like dive deep into the conspiracies for TV shows. Someone said years ago when I was into that show, there's a connection between Walt Whitman and Walter White, those two characters. I would believe it, because this trailer is as gross and disgusting as the trailer in Breaking Bad. There's rappers everywhere. It's gross. Packaging, not singers. He knew he was going to have a live stream interview. Why not tidy up your coronavirus trailer a little bit, Joey? Joey coronavirus. He does not have time. And then at the very end of the video, the reporter says, 
do you have any final thoughts? And he says, well, I think this virus, like all the other viruses, is ridiculous, and we shouldn't have shut anything down, and they shouldn't have canceled the NBA. And you watch the reporter kind of think, oh, boy, don't get into it. Don't engage. And so he just says, feel better, Joey. And that's the end of the interview. (laughs) (laughs) Feel better, Joey. Walk away. But don't worry about Joey. He's got DVDs and puzzle books that the health inspector who he checks in once a day via phone has provided for him. If you get sick in Georgia and get shipped off to Hard Labor Creek for an old retiree's trailer, the Dollar General is only 1.5 miles down the road, and they have most everything you're going to need. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that's awesome. The Dollar General is excellent. Let me just tell you, it's my favorite. They do have a lot of stuff in there. Like low-priced Girl Scout yeah. cookies. Everyone is dealing with this differently, and a lot of celebrities who have had shows canceled have taken to the internet to entertain people, to do live stream, to have a breakdown. TJ, you've been looking into that for us, huh? Yes, 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 yes. I follow stars online. Let me tell you, I get a notification. (laughs) One of them has gone live stream on Instagram every five minutes. (laughs) They are bored out of their mind. I can't blame them. They probably see 50 to 100 people a day on set. And they've gone to total lockdown in California, so they only see whoever lives in their house. And they need that affirmation and attention. So they all grace us with their musical skills that we're all finding out about, some that are not so great. (laughs) Gal Gadot did us that favor by letting them all cover Imagine by John Lennon. And let me tell you, they don't know how to make their camera angles in their favor. Will Ferrell, we don't want to see up your nose. (laughs) It's weird, you know, and they were just singing about imagine no possessions in their million dollar mansions. And it was just like, (laughs) (laughs) a little tone deaf. Yeah. But let me tell you who does understand and gets it is Cardi B who was oh God, everyone stay home and uh, coronavirus and mm-hmm. uh, oh my God, let me coronavirus. My yes. song and remix is the coronavirus song. That is crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, it's new, it is going to be top 40 if it isn't already. That would be crazy and, if the coronavirus remix charted. And, I would love it. Yes. Um, it's my new ringtone. Mm-hmm. It'll replace yeah. Old Town Road. Oh, my God. As your ringtone. Yes. <laughs> but uh, let me tell you who does not need to be on Instagram right now is Madonna because that girl is bored out of her mind. Oh, my gosh. She was singing into her hairbrush. No one was there to tell her no. (laughs) Singing about fried fish. I love Madonna forever, but it was weird. It wasn't for you. It wasn't your cup of tea. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. She was in the bathtub earlier today. Her milk bath and rose petals telling us all that we're equal now, that the coronavirus is out. It's like, yeah, I'm totally in my bathtub, in my mansion, just singing my hairbrush about fried fish. We're totally equal now, Madonna. Come on, 
go. Let's go eat some fried fish. Fried fish. Come on, road and go. Let's go eat some fried fish. Fried fish. Cause there's no more pasta. Oh no. So we're gonna eat some fried fish. Fried fish. Yeah. I am the biggest Madonna fan. And that was embarrassing. She gets the words wrong. She trips over her own foot. It is epically the most embarrassing. She doesn't look really good. Like, she's had a lot of work done that's not working for her. And I love Madonna. Like, love her so much. Been to her shows on all her albums. My favorite. But that was bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. I feel like Madonna's had this phase. She's not having her Cher glow up. I feel like Cher has just gradually continued in such a badass yet graceful way. And yet somehow it's not the same. same. Like she continues to stumble. And now literally, (laughs) literally, who wish her well? She gets to bathe in milk baths or whatever, girl. Yeah, she's still better than us. Right. (laughs) I'll share the rest of these videos on the Twitter in the coming weeks so everyone else can see them. We'll keep an eye out, TJ. Thanks for keeping us posted, man. No problem. (laughs) Well, while the celebrities are all busy at home making bathtub art, perhaps this could be a great opportunity for us to actually take the time to create something new. We're going to go ahead and share what we're working on and use the show every week as a way to check in and check our progress and perhaps share some funny people material hot off the presses. George, what are you working on? I sent you a text message in January that said, I found some notes from a novel I was writing 20 years ago, and I promised to have the first draft done by my 40th birthday. I'm using this catastrophe as an opportunity to get that work done. That's what I'm working on, the first draft of this novel. I actually think coming back to it 20 years later will make it better because it's about a story that's revisited. I'm just glad that you're setting realistic, easy goals. <laughs> what? You know, I mean, I have a lot of it done. I just need to finish. And I think a first draft that is not terrible but is not good is a good goal, don't you? I absolutely do. I think you're going to do it, my friend. I love the ambition of that, and I support you, and I'm going to continue to check in and bug you about it. And I can't wait to hear it. I assume it's basically a sequel to The Twink Next Door. (laughs) Um, In a A very weird, tangential way. Sure. Would you say, George, that it's Cinderella's Christmas affair meets even tree nymphs get the blues? That sort of genre? That's my log line. I was inspired by (sighs) Cinderella's Christmas affair. I know my unwritten work is better than this. So if that can get published, I just need to get over writer's insecurity and just finish it. I hear you. And I've always felt like this piece is a clog in the ketchup bottle of creativity. And once I get that clog out, a lot of other stuff will be able to flow out easier behind it. That's how most things work. You just got to take some flaxes and just get all out of there. That's exactly what that sounded like. That was the perfect description of what I thought George was describing, TJ. Thank you for that. You have writer's constipation, and you need some laxatives. You got to get it, get it out, flush it out, bite your lip and give it hell, George. (laughs) TJ, what creative projects are you working on right now? 
Well, I've been inspired by this whole worldwide chaos and craziness to finally write a stand-up back. Yeah. Why not? You know, the world is ending and uh, (laughs) that's how I deal with pandemics is humor. I agree. (laughs) Look, there's no time like the present to face your fear. Will you test out some of your jokes on us next week? Yes. Oh, please do. Yes, yes, yes. I will. TJ, give me a tight three minutes by next week. How's that sound? A tight three Three. minutes is a great night for me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Alexandria, what are you working on? What am I working on during this quarantine season? What I am trying to work on, so you guys have inspired me as a result of working with you all. I have been inspired to start another podcast, and it's something that has been on my mind for maybe the last six months or so, just to try expressing myself and see if I can become a stronger writer, I was like, what if I write for my own self or something that's my own vision? What if I, like, try a different podcast style? So me and two of my friends who are also from Louisville, Kentucky, who also live down here in Atlanta, we have decided to start a podcast. So this drum roll. Uh, we decided to name it Lou Lanta. Yes, Lou Lanta. Because it's for people who are all named Lou? We combine two words together, or in this case, two cities, Louisville and Atlanta. Well, Alex, <laughs> I wish you the best of luck on your podcast. Alexandria, I understand you're using mm-hmm. social distancing as an excuse to be more healthy and holistic. Tell us about that. You guys know I'm always, ooh, let me try to get my namaste on. Let me get my (laughs) chakras right. I'm trying to live a better life, be my best self, or whoa, 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 as Oprah used to say in the 90s. That's what I'm working (laughs) toward. What did she say? (laughs) Do you guys remember her theme song, whoa, 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 run up? Was that her theme? It, It was a thing. I think she did. I think Gail set up the recording studio and Oprah went in the booth and sang her theme song. At least. I did not know that. I did not know that. It, but yeah, I'm trying to get my Oprah on and live my best life, trying to be holistic. And I wanted to share with the funniest people audience some tips or some ideas that I'm exploring right now to live a more holistic lifestyle, uh, health wellness lifestyle, right? My first okay. tip I've moved recently, and Will, you've moved recently, and in times like that and when you don't have things to do, it gives you a chance to walk and explore, you know? You get to walk around and take in the trees, and you get to hear the birds chirping, and sometimes you get to walk, and you walk just to the corner to the liquor store to restock on your Cabernet. (laughs) But the point is, you got out. And if you get the box line like I do, <laughs> that's like <laughs> carrying weight on your way back home. It kind of ties into things, which leads me to my next set of holistic 
self-care, wellness activities, which is exercise. Carrying the box wine, that's giving you your reps set, working on triceps and stuff. And also, when you get back home and you pour that glass of Cabernet, turn on those exercise videos and watch those challenges, girl, because that's what I do. You know, I watch exercising because it makes me feel like, like I'm mentally exercising, and I feel the burn inside. It happens. There's a burn somewhere. Maybe it's the burn of the wine going down my throat. I don't know. So why a burn? Maybe the brand I buy is too cheap. Spend an extra dollar. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Finally, one of my favorite forms of wellness and being holistic is meditating. Oh, my God. I love meditating. A lot of times meditation kind of happens, like I, I go into a deep meditation. Most of the time it's just a nap. I roll out my yoga mat and I sit there and I turn on like the Chloe Ting ab challenge or one of those ab challenges and I sit there and I drink my Cabernet and I'm like, oh, they are working it. Yes, you know, I cheer them on. And then I doze off. But it's meditation. Like, I meditated so hard on them working out that I can't help but to just be exhausted and fall asleep. I feel like I'm living my best life and I'm being so healthy. And I hope these things can be helpful. I hope you can get your meditation nap in and that you have a liquor store close by to walk. These are the things I think we need during this time. You are so right. Thank you, Alex. That is some really sound advice. You're welcome. I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. George, folks are all coping with this differently. I mean, the world is changing, right? This is something like we've never seen before. And there is still comedy and there is still light and there is still joy. And there is still the internet where we can do this silly podcast. So thank you all for tuning in. Nope. We're going to kind of hit each other with a lightning round of questions about what we've been up to and how we're coping. And maybe we can help you remember that even though we're socially distanced, we can still have fun and not take life too seriously. George, what do you got for us? I want us to share recommendations with people. So kind of lightning round, I'm going to ask y'all some questions and then you share with our listeners your answers. What is something uncommon that you found yourself doing or watching or reading during quarantine? Exercising. Like those exercising videos or exercising in and of itself? Yep. I've been watching old reruns of the Andy Griffith show on Netflix. Oh. It still holds up. Oh, I yeah. can't do it. <laughs> no, thank you. Whoever wrote it? Oh, God. Radium. I came upon this trailer about radium, and I was wondering how it started. So I've been watching YouTube videos on radium. What's radium? Radium is a substance, a chemical that they discovered back in the 1900s that made people deteriorate. Oh, that's um, scary. I didn't, like, look up what it was. I, I saw, like, <laughs> just uh, watched videos about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I've been trying to watch more movies. And so last night I watched There Will Be Blood, which I haven't seen since it came out. Oh, I drink your milkshake. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I need something nice now. So then I watched Toy Story. 
I'll drink your milkshake. I'll drink your Having watched both those movies in the same night, There Will Be Blood is a masterpiece that'll end up on those like top 100 lists one day. But Toy Story uh-huh. has way more subtext and themes going on, in my opinion. There's a lot going on in Toy Story, and There Will Be Blood is a beautiful movie where not very much happens. Toy Story is still okay. one of my favorite movies. It's, oh, it's so great. I mean, the first time Woody opens his eyes when I was a kid, that's just the animation is amazing. It totally holds up. I'm going to work my way through some Toy Stories. Did you hear that thing about how they accidentally deleted Toy Story 2 twice while they were making it? No. Oh, my God, that sucks. They were editing Woody's cap or hat or something, and they noticed that all these files were disappearing on their screen just, like, one by one. Oh. They had a glitch or, like, a bug or something. I Googled that. I was interested. I was like, has a movie ever accidentally been deleted while in the editing process? And the answer is yes. It was Toy Story 2. Twice. Twice, because it was a sequel. I have to steal this real quick before we move on. There is apparently somewhere in the ether a version of the movie Cats with anatomically correct cat butt. The cat butt. I like the butthole. Yeah, it's called the butthole cut. The butt cut. This post-production house was hired specifically to go and remove the cat butts because they looked too realistic. I bet that that was a good thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think so. Next question. What is your go-to snack when chilling on the couch? Does food in general count as a snack because I'm eating everything? But if I was to narrow it down to one, I'm going to say chips and guac. You stole mine. Lily and I have been snacking on these freeze-dried shiitake mushrooms we bought at Costco. Okay. That's weird. (laughs) That's not a snack. They're kind of awful, but we paid enough for them where I have to eat through them. Blue chips. I like the gluten-free kind. Everyone uh, panic bought them. So now I'm stuck with the Great value, cheap circle for chips, whatever. I'm yeah. keeping it real, guys. Mine is these chocolate chip cookies I got at Kroger that TJ introduced me to called Krispies. Yeah. That is amazing. They're way too good, and they put all other chocolate chip cookies to shame that you could buy at a grocery store. Chocolate chip cookies <laughs> until you feel guilty about it. Where are they? I've never heard of these before. <laughs> no. You are so funny. Okay, (laughs) next question. Let's say that during this quarantine, you can only watch the movies of one actor or one director. Who would you pick? Oh, this is hard. I feel like this is going to break me. One actor or one director. Mm. Can we come back? I need to hear everyone else's answers. Steven Spielberg is my answer, though. I think he has the broadest range of movie types. Like, you get yeah. Jurassic Park and Color Purple and Schindler's List, and some are good, some are bad, but it gives you a good range. I think Tarantino would be a bit much. I'm going to challenge Quite that. Much. You watch Schindler's List while you're social distancing? <laughs> I'm just saying it's an option that's different from others. I don't watch Schindler's List except for the one time I watched Schindler's List so that I could have watched Schindler's List. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not one I keep on my shelf. It's not Jurassic Park. 
What would you do if on Christmas morning someone gave you a gift of a special edition DVD box set of Schindler's List? I would pretend like I loved it, and then I would return it to Amazon or something. <laughs> All right, I'm going to either Christopher Guest or Peter Jackson would be my two directors. You can pick one. You only get one. Yeah, you can pick one Guest. of the two. Those movies are so funny. You can watch them a hundred times and always find something new. Uh, we'll sit six feet apart. TJ, what's your pick? Meryl Flippin <laughs> Street. Oh, that's a good range. Wrong. Yes. I can start with one of the first, Devil Wears Prada, and take it all the way to August Osage County. Are you saying that as a chronological span? Because that's really eight years. George, you revealed that we can go and visit other people to see other artists. Like, you can go and watch Christopher Guest, so I'm going to come to you and watch Steven Spielberg. (laughs) <laughs> I will pick Will Smith. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I get Fresh Prince. I get a whole TV yeah. series. And I get music videos with Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah and I get Independence Day. There's like Hitch, Pursuit of Happiness. I feel confident with this choice. I'm going to say Will that's Smith. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. I miss Will Smith. I want Will Smith to be awesome again. Last question. What movie or TV show do you stand that you know the rest of the world thinks is terrible that you would recommend people watch at this time? There is a movie, I think it came out in the 90s, with Chris Farley and Matthew Perry called Almost Heroes. What? It is the Lewis and Clark expedition. While Lewis and Clark were on their way to the Pacific, there was another expedition by two other men. And there are these bumbling idiots. There's Matthew Perry, sort of the very highfalutin colonist. And Chris Farley's the kind of dirty redneck trapper. And they try to get to the Pacific. It's a terrible movie. It's stupid. It is not a good film, but I love it. I thought it was the funniest movie. And I still do. It's one of the most quotable movies. I've never heard of this. And I love Chris Farley. I will definitely be watching that. I think it's the last film he ever made, actually. Alex, what's yours? Tyler Perry's A Fall from Grace. Now, hear me out. He intended to write a thriller, but he wrote one of the best comedies I have ever seen or witnessed in decades. It was hilarious, and it's on Netflix. A lot of people did watch it when it came out, but just in case you haven't, I highly recommend go over to Netflix and watch A Fall from Grace. I could start anywhere in that movie as what was intended to be a thriller that really made me laugh. It could be the wigs. It could be plot line. It could just be the fact that the lawyer wasn't the best lawyer. Lots of little things that were probably meant to be taken seriously just made me laugh so hard. And I really want everyone else to laugh with me, too. So I would recommend Tyler Perry's A Fall From Grace. I'm going to watch that. I love Tyler Perry movies. I Can Do Battle by Myself is my favorite, but I've never seen that one. All right, TJ, what's yours? I watch this movie every day for eight months. It stars Jessica Lang and Drew Barrymore, and it's called Grey Gardens. <laughs> and Drew Barrymore received the Golden Globe for it, but does that make it bad? Every time I try to get people to watch Grey Gardens, they're like, oh, it's sad. And I'm like, no, it's a great work of art. And it's beautiful. I don't know. They weren't gay either, so I don't think they got it. Only, Is that what it takes to get it? It seems to be really popular with gays. I don't know why. Maybe it because definitely is a gay 
Yeah, it is. You're right. (laughs) All right, so mine is the 90s classic Good Burger with Keenan and Kel. (laughs) I love that movie, and I know it is bad, and it is my favorite bad movie ever. It's so good. I watch it every time I see it on a queue. I'm watching Good Burger. So if you have Good Burger and need a dumb laugh, I highly recommend it. George, I've seen this movie recently with my mother, and she cracked up. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. Have you seen it, TJ? Yeah. Yeah, Good Burger? Of course. Okay. Uh, I had the orange VHS tape. (laughs) Oh, because Nickelodeon did always have the orange VHS tape for all their movies. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our very first digital episode of the Funniest People I Know podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We wish you health and happiness. And remember to keep it light. The Funniest People I Know podcast works with the Georgia Radio Reading Service. We tell funny stories, we write funny sketches, and we interview funny people. Have yourselves a hilarious week. Bye. Don't touch your face.